Hello, everybody. Uh, don't adjust your sets. I am exactly uh, in a different place. It's okay. Uh, this is the Without Context Podcast, so you're not going to get any context about this back here. Don't worry about it. Uh, I am Decavolti. I am joined by my co-hosts, Bold and Brash, Sharky Hat, <laughs> and uh, Anxiety Lasagna. As you can tell, it's and, a bunch uh, of new stuff. New background, new webcam. Haley's got a bunch of suitcases behind her. A it's bat a bat in the background. It's a Monday. <laughs> it's a it's Monday. A, it's a as of time recording. It's Haley's last Monday with us uh, for a few weeks. Um, but we are going to for March, right? Yeah, just uh, all yeah, of March. I I will be leaving sometime a few days after we're recording, and I'll be back mid March. So, so I'll probably oh, okay. be back so, on the podcast by the end of March. So four or five, okay. four or five weeks it seems. But what we're uh, getting uh, some guests lined up and some stuff, uh, hopefully set up, so we can have some uh, variety and some new faces for everybody to talk to. So yeah, uh, it's gonna be a fun little experiment while Haley deals with wedding stuff. And uh, like I said, that wrestling episode. And I don't know if it's just my anyway. end or discord but it's like choppy frames on both of your guys's videos so if need be i'll just get a screenshot and slap you guys on top like we did with me last episode so oh so you're still you're continuing to record is what you're saying yeah i'm still record i'm still recording it's just um i don't know if it's just my internet or not but you guys are choppy so if the people watching this no i'm a little uh, choppy but it's not yeah. like the worst i'm just saying if the people watching this uh wonder why there's just still images of you two uh on screen it's because quality was just i'll find out I'll, I'll, I'll give you the i'll give you the still to use don't worry fair enough i have a cursed one i hope i hope you all liked my uh he's having fun i swear picture that i slapped on my video uh for the last episode that picture is worth a thousand words <laughs> and a thousand memes it really is <laughs> but, uh, so uh today um we wanted to talk about something that has it's always been like kind of brimming in the background with the way capitalism unfortunately works. Um, but with the pandemic, it's only gotten worse. And that is our favorite subject. Uh, product fatigue. I'd lost the, I lost the term for a second there. Uh, product fatigue is when uh, let's use uh, magic, the gathering, for example, magic, the gathering had used to do a set during the winter like around the new year and a set during the fall and they would have like maybe one other set of cards for like experienced players or for a different format or whatever. And they would have like supplemental products here in there. But lately it's been every, every six months, every like not even six months, every couple of like months, there's previews for the next set that's coming out pretty soon and the next set and the next one. And at some point you kind of just like, you lose the plot of like Magic the Gathering after a while because it's just like, what? What is this again? What? What? Um, what does this card do? It's a lot because they do still have their normal like core set releases, but then they started doing all these like limited edition sets and special sets, and it feels like every month there's a new product being released, uh, for Magic in some fashion, whether it be paper or in the digital format on Arena. And it's just far too much to keep up with. And a lot of it is just a lot of it is just the cosmetic. It's a different art. It's a different foil. It's, you know, something that is a magic card for like a different property. Like, I think they've started they've said, like, they're going to start doing Warhammer or Lord of the Rings crossovers. They did like the D&D set crossover. Yes. So it's like it's just cosmetics, basically, that they're pushing out every every few months, it feels like. So so. One of the things they're doing this year is uh, they're pushing a set specifically for modern uh, set in the Lord of the Rings universe. Yeah. Uh, so, so like you, they're they're it's what I, from what I understand they're going to be unique cards as a cattail goes under my. I face. love it's just the cattail um, is the only thing in frame yeah. walking across. <laughs> from what from what I understand, uh, it's specifically going to be for for modern cards. Modern is one of the formats of Magic the Gathering that's like older cards, but not like the oldest cards from like the early 90s. Um, and it's just, 
so much and i don't even i don't think they're going to be reprints i think it's going to be like brand new cards yeah so you're going to have to get some copies if you're playing in that format and you want to build a deck that involves them but it's like Mm -hmm. it's that it's all their special edition sets with like the new arts it's wizards is just pumping out stuff and it's like people can't afford this because you're also pricing these higher than you normally would like certain packs Mm -hmm. and stuff so it's like how do you expect people to these get packs these? are going to be five bucks each i guarantee you and then it's uh not only that but you also have the stuff where it's like the cards in those packs then have their own values which will make it mm-hmm. more of a collector's item so it's just kind of like i don't know what the end goal is because it's not player friendly or even the consumer friendly to just push it's like not. things out every month hoping people can buy them especially nowadays it's just one of those yeah. I'm like, I don't know. more of that here in a little bit i'm sure it's wild i don't know what's happened to them the but, last uh, five years or so but it's just been set after set the thing is magic the gathering isn't the only culprit here magic the gathering is just the one off the top of my head um dungeons and dragons is also pulling like ramping up production uh they've gone from doing maybe a set every couple of years to like or maybe one major major adventure every year they're trying to do a new adventure so i think they had like four this year yeah uh there were four books that released this year they released about two or three months apart because i picked up all of them and even now uh it's like hey here's this re-release of these two books that we've already come out with that have like new covers and all the uh like wording changes and stuff like that but also here's a new book that you can only get with this box set so if you already own Mm -hmm. these books you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get either another copy of that book or just wait until this book comes out on its own and it's just like that's not months down the line and that's just wizards and then you have to think all the third-party companies that almost every month are just putting out like product after product and it's like i don't know what I want to buy, what I want to use. It's so much. Have you seen the Spans Codex? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I haven't even finished sorting through it. So, But, um... um. It can fall into, like, a lot of things. It's not just gaming. It's not just, uh, you know, books. I mean, it's TV shows. Uh, Something that Kristen and I notice whenever we watch stuff, we have six or seven different platforms that we have access to. And there's just nothing to watch because there's so much on it that you don't even know like what to watch anymore. It's like you can start uh, this show and then it's like you start show A and then, you know, show B comes out and it's kind of like the same thing, but it's still different enough. But you're watching and you're like, I feel like I've already watched this. And then you go to something else and it's like the show has four seasons to it. And it's just like, I don't have like the time for this. And you're just like the things we've constantly gone through it's like just all these different services and it's like there's nothing to watch here because there's just so much it's so much like choice paralysis that it's just Mm -hmm. you don't even know like what to start i guess uh, for me my biggest source of product fatigue in the last few years um which has been a very interesting phenomenon within myself is with star wars like oh, yeah. I saw like my first introduction to Star Wars was 1999 or whenever Phantom Menace came out and mm-hmm. my dad brought me to see it cuz he saw the like he liked the original Star Wars so he saw that one and I was like whoa this is the coolest movie ever and then him in the front seat was probably like we're going to the video store and we're going to rent the original <laughs> one and we watched the We're going to learn you today. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched them over the course of a weekend. And then I don't remember how many years there was between episode one and episode two, but... I think two years, two or three. Yeah, like there was two years mm-hmm. before we got like a new Star Wars thing. And then I never watched the TV show. Uh, the art style was not pleasing yeah, the to original the child. Clone Wars. By, yeah, my, my, my child brain was like, this art style is not what I want to look at. So didn't watch it. And then episode three and then... That came out when I was in like the eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade, because the day I saw it was a very interesting day in my life. And uh, which is a story for another day. 
But then there wasn't like new Star Wars content in like a way that I consumed it. Like I never played any of the video games or like I read a few of the books in elementary school, but like it didn't become like a pervasive movie thing again until Force Awakens. Yeah. And then there was Mm -hmm. still like, and it feels like ever since The Force Awakens came out, there's like a new Star Wars thing every year and force awakens came out in what 2015 yeah and i know i know exactly what you're talking about because i can see that stretch of time from the clone wars cartoon to the new generation of movies there's just nothing mainstream star wars nothing mainstream you'll you'll get a game here and there like they did the uh the force unleashed games for like ps3 and uh xbox but i think that was the only like new content for Star Wars that they mm-hmm. had gotten in a long time. And then it was like Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, Rogue One, Hato Solo movie, two TV shows. <laughs> Mandalorian, Book of Boba. Like, yeah. it feels like there's so much Star Wars. And like, I don't know if this is just like a product of getting older, but it, like, I love Star Wars. Like, it's a core personality trait <laughs> of mine that like, I'm the Star Wars kid. And I have, I'm so exhausted by it that like, I'm pro- like, I know I'm going to have to watch Book of Boba because everybody's like, oh my gosh, Haley, baby freaking Yoda's in it. You got to watch it because I'm probably going to need to know what's in it in order to see whatever the next season of The Mandalorian is. But I'm mm. so like, I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. But if I have to like, I, I guess I'm just not the kind of Star Wars fan that they're marketing towards because, like, I could give less of a fuck. Like, I could not give less of a fuck about Boba Fett. Like, you got eaten in that one movie and then you popped back up in The Mandalorian and I was like, okay, that's fine, I guess. And then everybody's like, he's got to get his own show. Like, Obi-Wan Kenobi's getting his own show to, like, fill in that gap between Ep 3 and Ep 4. And I'm like, next month. Yeah, that comes Why? out. Uh, that comes out either late April or May. I think they're actually dropping it May fourth. Like that—that's next so, month, dude. It's, it's February. It's February. March much. Is next month. Like, like I yeah. like it's—it's it's a similar thing that's made me like almost like completely walk away from Marvel at this point. Like, every it's like it used to be like every year we got like a Marvel movie. Yep. Now it's every few months we get a Marvel movie, and now it's every other month we get a Marvel TV show. And I'm just like, I, like, I feel like what's happening with Star Wars and Marvel now, which, like, my my feelings with Marvel are complicated for very Haley reasons. Sure. But it feels like when Kingdom Hearts was coming out and it was coming across all these different platforms and yeah. I couldn't play the games because I couldn't get a PS2 and a PSP and then a PS whatever yeah, and then a nintendo like game boy everything like there was too much across too many things so now for me to see all of star wars i not only have to go to the movie theater watch tv shows only on disney plus instead of just like on cartoon network or whatever network the clone wars was on and Mm. i probably gotta like give a shit about comic books now yeah there's Uh, all these comic books now we're like do you want to learn specifically what Darth Vader was feeling like when he saw Padme's grave that one time? No, yeah, I don't from, care. From the uh, from I, the end of can... from the Clone Wars cartoon, the original one, to understand everything up to the current state of Star Wars prior to the three sequel movies, uh, it's the original Clone Wars cartoon, the three D. Uh, or the CG Clone Wars cartoon, uh, the Bad Batch, which is a spinoff, Rebels, How which is a spinoff, um, and the Clone Wars is like what six seasons of a cartoon? Yes, and uh, you it's get the six comic seasons books, like a movie or some shit. Like you get that. the comic books to a degree because in mm-hmm. like Mandalorian is kind of standalone, but to understand a lot of that, you mm-hmm. have to watch Clone Wars, and then stuff happens in Boba Fett where you have to watch. Clone Wars. <laughs> See, my my biggest gripe right now, which I think is probably gonna like sick the more feral fans of any sort of genre on my butt, but like 
at this point, I don't care anymore. I feel like I'm transitioning out of my like desire to be a fan of things and just saying like I enjoy things without just participating now. in a discord. Is like <laughs> simply vibe. I don't feel like I feel that if for in order for you to understand a piece of media, you've had to have seen like 16 other pieces of media. Maybe you're just shitty at making media. Like, I don't know if this is just like the fact that capitalism has figured out that they can like wring fanboys dry for, of every cent that they could ever possibly produce by being like, mm -hmm. we can produce a comic book that lets us know what this obscure Star Wars character's color of his underwear is. <laughs> and then it's canon and they'll give us a bunch of money for it. And like, I like Star Wars as not like as much as the next person. Do I know what the fuck Clone Wars is about? No. Does it like and I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like does it really like do the events of the Clone Wars impact the films in any really meaningful way? Not the they set the backdrop for the originals, I would say. Uh, but does mm -hmm. it like because the Clone Wars are the Clone War cartoon is everything between Episode Two and Episode Three. So yeah, it's Anakin it's training his Padawan. It's who's who's a character that shows up in Mandalorian. So it's like it's, it's all I've this history. Seen, but I saw all the prequel movies and never have seen a minute of the Clone Wars, and I understand the plot of Star Wars just fine without having to invest God knows how many hours. You gotta go deeper, show. Haley. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, I... I think no, you I, don't. I, I, I used to be the kind of person that would go deeper, honestly. Like, if this Star Wars renaissance had happened when I was in, like, middle and high school, who knows what kind of person I would be now. But there, it seems like there's just a point where in this, I think it's fully because Big Daddy Disney owns this stuff now. They own Marvel and they own Star Wars. They're like, yeah, how much money can I wring out of this, these fandoms? And, yep. and it's become like a dick measuring contest to be a fan of Star Wars or Marvel. And I'm too mm -hmm. tired to be participating in dick measuring contests over things I don't have to, I don't have to like this kind of stuff. My life will function just as well without having to be like, oh man, have you seen WandaVision and also this other thing and also seven other Spider-Man movies in order to watch this other Spider-Man movie, which you need to know to be oh, able to do this Doctor Strange about to, movie? Like, I was about to talk me. about, I was about to talk about that because it's like, it's a different thing for me because I grew up watching like all the, Mar all the X, all the Marvel properties as they came out, like from original X-Men to Fantastic Four to Sam Raimi, Spider-Man. Like that was just movies I grew up with at the time. And now it's like to understand this Doctor Strange movie, it's all of the MCU leading up to that point. Two of the TV shows. Uh, and the also now all universe. of the now all of the X-Men movies and all the other Spider-Man mm -hmm. movies. And it's like if you came into it late, you have a lot to catch up on. But and if like, that isolates people who are wanting to just like get into these movies, like like I specifically feel terrible because like my fiance wanted to go see whatever this last Spider-Man movie is. But I haven't watched a Spider-Man movie since the first Andrew Garfield film. Because I'm like, how many times can I watch Uncle Ben die <laughs> until I get it? And just, I'm not a big fan of Spider-Man. Like, I get it. Not for me. And to be able to even watch the, like, the first two Andrew Garfield, or not Andrew Garfield. Who's the latest Tobey one? Maguire. Tom Holland? We couldn't, we would have had to have bought like two different streaming services just to watch Rock those tricky. two films yeah. before I could see this other film. And he's like, oh, and you probably won't get it because like the last Marvel movie I suffered through was freaking Endgame. <laughs> and I hated every second of that film. It was too long. But I like I've had to tap out because like I just don't have the emotional capital to invest in marvel anymore like i watched wandavision loved wandavision watched cap like falcon and the winter soldier cool 
watched Loki. But now it's just, there's too much going on. And yeah. I'm just like, for something I'm paying money to consume that's like a not a necessary part of my day, there's too much. I'm too tired. I'm not going to like do homework assignments to for leisure. That's not a thing I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I feel like all I'm doing is just being angry and I'm sorry I'm tired. Like literally no, 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 no. tired. This is this is good. I think this it comes down to I think um, it comes down to the person because it's like a saying like if you're coming into it late like if you're just some kid in like their teens or early 20s and you're like coming into Doctor Strange and then you're seeing, you know, Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier from the X-Men movies on there and you're like, oh, I haven't seen those. But then you go back to then you go back to like the Fox X-Men movies and you're like, you see two different series of X-Men movies. You see the original one with Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman, and then you see the younger generation where they were like teenagers and stuff like that. It's like, oh shit, how much and then all those movies somehow tie together too. So it's like, how many movies do I have to watch? But too many movies. If you're like me and you just committed to it, you committed to the meme the whole time. (laughs) It's just like. It's it's interesting uh, because I I remember once uh, on my social media, I linked a one of the uh, some absolute wild child who like put together the MCU from the beginning to like where they were before Shang-Chi. And like that person was doing God's work and now all of their work has just been undone with the multiverse of madness because now the Fox MCU is canon. Uh, Now, you know, you have to watch the other Spider-Man from Sony. Both series of Spider-Man, theoretically, at least one series of the X-Men movies. Mm. And whoever else they decide to throw in. Because the thing is, like, there can be a bunch of cameos, too, so... Like, oh, for I, sure. There's already cameos. I, I feel like I don't know if product fatigue exists in spaces outside of like fandom. Um, because like I don't I don't operate in those spaces. Like, is there product sure. fatigue for like I don't know stock portfolio stuff? I don't know. I think, but it just feels like capitalism got with that like oh these people who like things to do in their spare time we can milk that like i'm gonna keep saying this like we can milk them for every cent that they have by just mm-hmm. throwing more and more and more and more crap at them and they're gonna um num 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 eat it up because we're like these spaces aren't used to having like mainstream give a shit about them like mm-hmm. i like there's people I talk to who are in their like 40s and 50s who are like the fact that the biggest movie that's ever been made now is a Spider-Man movie blows their mind. Like 20 years ago that would be heinous. Like when ago, Iron Titanic. Man came out <laughs> like like when Iron Man came out never did I ever think that this like fun little Robert Downey Jr. movie that I saw in high school would lead me to having like an existential crisis <laughs> about like what it truly means to be yourself while watching freaking Loki or like how they're making Wanda into a villain for doing the same thing that Dr. Strange has apparently done because I couldn't give less of a fuck about Stephen Strange. That dude's an asshole. And you want me to sympathize with him yeah, over Wanda over my goddamn dead body. Um, they even call it's, they even call that out in the trailer that dropped yesterday. It's like you do it and you're the hero. I do it and I'm the enemy, and that's not fair. He does <laughs> it. He does it because like something mildly inconvenient happened to him. She did it because like her and like everyone she's ever loved gets murdered, and every pup. home she's ever built gets taken from her. But she's the asshole. But I digress. We're talking about. I think what, I think the real thing behind it isn't just capitalism and their ability to know that people will want it it's the -hmm. technology available to us now if you were to do this on tv it probably wouldn't be as well received and you can't just keep throwing movies out 20 years ago but now since they have these dedicated services and it's like hey we need content they have you know two or three shows being produced at a time now so it's like drop eight episodes wait a few months another show of eight episodes you know it's 
they have this since it's their platform they now have this constant flow of we put something out subscribers come in we put something out subscribers come in it's an ease of access i think is really what's doing it these days that is an extremely interesting point you bring up because when i was thinking about this when uh deck and i had an initial conversation like off camera about this i was thinking about how like we were talking about critical role and how like i'm not as excited about the legend of vox machina as i thought i was going to be because i'm just so goddamn sick of critical role right now there's it's so really much it's really what inspired the conversation right now the- and like i'm a like i'm a big fan of critical role but there's so much coming out for it right now that i'm just like okay i, I need a 15 minute breather but I was thinking about what have I done to replace all this media that I used to consume. Like I used to be an avid Star Wars movie watcher, haven't watched those movies in years. Same with Marvel. Used to like be in line for every Marvel movie. Doesn't happen. My new thing I do now is read books. Because how are you going to have product fatigue with books? Like it takes time to write and edit and submit a book and then publish it and then have it come out. And my brain's like, or I'm thinking as you were saying that, I'm like, that's why I'm suddenly into books now. Because how am I going to get product fatigue for a book? I think the issue with, I think that's what happened with me. I like like Critical Role. I still like the show and everything. I don't watch it as often because it's dawned on me that it is a three-hour movie every week to watch Mm -hmm. and i think that's what really did it for me is the time commitment each week to sit through an episode for me it's less that because like i'm much better about watching movies than watching tv my brain hates having to sit through a tv series and i have no idea why so like if i get to watch a movie once a week fantastic i think where I'm getting worn out on critical role is I'll, I'll speak to campaign one specifically. Cause that's the only one that I really know. Yeah. I've watched that full campaign six to seven times from start, like Briarwood arc to finish like the videos, like not like the podcast or just like whatever watched it. I know everything that happens in it. It's fun. It's comfy. It's my favorite of the campaigns, but all of a sudden there's all this extra shit now. Vox Machina Origins. Okay, now not only do I have to consume all of this stuff you've given to me in the campaign, in order for me to have the full story now, I have to buy this other stuff. Oh, to now there's the, a TV show that slightly up. changes things. So now I'm like, okay, now I have to like have mm. two different file folders on like this version, this version. Campaign Guide. Oh, now we got a bigger campaign guide. I'm like, how much shit do I have to know about something in order to like it? And I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> like now, I, and then they're doing the same with campaign two. Mighty Nine Origins. Just, I'm like, how long until campaign three gets its own origin stuff? Like, it's just too much. So truthfully, because campaign one has a fleshed out beginning or when they did the pre-stream and then a fleshed out ending you really don't you you watch from like you said the briarwood arc to the end and you've got critical role you've got campaign 1 you're good um the second campaign and going forward from that however i think is going to get much more media intensive uh starting with the um i know they're they're doing a collab with dungeons and dragons themselves because they're doing uh, Cave they're of the Nether Deep or whatever. Called, they're doing Call of the Nether Deep. It's a adventure yeah. set in the Critical Role world. So. And it's set in Wildmount. Yeah. Uh, so I think from the second campaign and moving forward now, uh, we're going to get a lot more stuff. And if you thought an animated series was the beginning, oh boy. <laughs> and this this might be a controversial thing to say, but... And like this is this might even be like borderline boomer energy, but like, and this is not directed at any specific piece of media. This is just like how I feel about certain things generally. Whatever mm-hmm. happened to having a self-contained story in like one piece of media? Like, 
we talked about be... that. We we did yeah, talk like... about that. I think it's just people who run the studio or the publishing company, they want the ability to keep getting a return on investment for it. If I were to write a book, standalone, start to finish, you know, open, close, no room for any kind of continuation, they would probably still sell it, but they would probably come to me sometime later. It's like, hey, can you write a sequel? Can you continue, you know, this story? Because I know they do that with movies. I know a lot of movies in the past have had like an open and shut, you know, story that they've wanted to tell. And then it's like, here's the sequel. It's a different director, a different writer, because the original guy was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to continue the story. And and I don't know if that's like what you were saying earlier, Sharky, that like there's new ways that we're consuming content. Like our desire for content's never been higher. And like, that's why these like, what I feel could be self-contained stories are now like getting out of control and you're getting product fatigue. Like it's, I feel like it just boils down to just greed over good storytelling. And for sure. Oh, in a lot of, in a lot of of cases. Yeah. To loop back to like magic, the gathering, like, I don't know if there's any sort of like overarching narrative or like, Lit, like it's yeah, any yes, sort of like narrative. <laughs> it's like, complicated. I figured I I I was built a green deck oh, in no, college and just oh, summoned no, the animals and made them run people over. It's it like fun. it's like full on MCU before the MCU was conceived. It's like and, these yeah. twelve sets are a story, and now here's the twelve sets of another like Avenger style story, <laughs> and like. If you're having like burnout on like cards, because this is like just like a, a virtual and an in-person trading card game. Card game, yeah. Card game. How long until there's a Magic the Gathering show or a Magic uh, the Gathering? It's game? already in the work. <laughs> like it happened with uh, League of Legends. Like yeah. League of Legends uh-huh. was video games, and then they got a spin-off video game, the, the like auto chess thing. What was and it? Now the it's moment? a TV show. The moment Riot Games was bought by Tencent, I think they were like Valorant, uh, Teamfight Tactics, Legends of Runeterra, and a show. Like instantly money was injected and a bunch of other things were pushed into the pipeline to be made. And it's an interesting point that like our demand for content has never been higher, especially with like quarantine where we're not able to do like outside touching grass types of things as much. And our ability, like, the platforms for which we can consume content has never been more diverse than it is now. So, like, they need to put things onto it. So they're going for, like, low-hanging fruit of, like, oh, man, Star Wars people will watch any fucking Star Wars thing. If you have it be, like, EU stuff from, like, all the unauthorized novels from, like, all of time. They're gonna freaking beat their meat over it. Like, oh my well, god, make a fun show and they'll lose no, their that's, minds. That's the thing that Disney's doing. When Disney bought Lucas Films, I think it's Lucas Films or Lucas Arts. It was the company that owned Star Wars. Lucas Films. They were like Lucas Arts was the video games. Every, they were like the movies, the six movies, the cartoons are the only things that are canon. Mm-hmm. All the books that were written, all the old comic books, that stuff is no longer canon to the canon to them. It but, never was. But then you'll see watching Mandalorian, you'll see watching Boba Fett that they're taking aspects from that non-canon stuff and throwing it in now. You brought up Thrawn. Mm -hmm. Thrawn was mentioned by name. He exists. So it's like, okay. He was in Rebels. He's in Rebels. So it's like, okay, so you haven't erased it all. You've just taken what fans want. And now you're putting it into a form that they can appreciate. I was and like, uh, what's Rebels? <laughs> what is Rebels? What is Rebels? <laughs> it was like two seasons. I, like, so it was like two I, seasons, right? So, I don't, I, like... Yeah, it's a two-season show. It it just... It's, it's a two-season... Uh, it's, two um, it's a filler series. Yeah, I it takes place... Gotten, I, I've gotten to the point where, like, I, mm-hmm. with myself, in order to, like, achieve inner peace or whatever, <laughs> the only, like... I love Mandalorian. It's great. But mm. like when I think like Star Wars, I think episodes one through nine 
love them or hate them, mm-hmm. that is Star Wars. And everything mm-hmm. else is like, like when you go to Cold Stone Creamery and they're like, here's your menu item. Would you like to add other things to it? And I'm like, hmm, I could add all this other stuff, but I could also just enjoy this delicious ice cream the way you present it to me <laughs> as is listed on your menu. And I've just had to kind of just like cut myself off and just like, you know what? I'm going to drive myself into the ground trying to just like fit through these gates of like, you're not a real Star Wars fan if you haven't watched apparently whatever this Rebels thing is. Couldn't give less of a shit about whatever Rebels is. Like, does it affect those nine movies that I've been watching for my whole life? No, I don't care then. MCU? MCU for me, I was like, you know what? Endgame feels like a good place where I stopped. Where it's like, yup, the guy that got me into the MCU no longer is a part of that. I think from this point, this is when I'm like, the stories that I grew up loving have come to their natural conclusions. Everything Mm -hmm. else is just added jimmies to your freaking Sunday, and I don't care. I like my Sunday the way it is. Yeah. And... I think that's a lesson that a lot of people are going to learn eventually when, like, when product fatigue hits them. And, like, at least in that sort of thing, like, the Magic the Gathering cards coming out every so often is, like, a different discussion on, like, how much can you reasonably expect people to to buy in in to a game in order to, like, be competitive or something. That's a different conversation, but, like... Oh, I easily dropped five. I played Magic for eight years, nine years consecutively i draw i probably dropped close to five or six grand on the game and like mm. like if that's what it takes for you to have fun do it but like i didn't have any it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no. i feel like you no, guys you don't tell me fun. about things that you spend money on and then you tell me how much you hate them and i'm just like then why See, are you it's spending a, money on it's them? an abusive it's an abusive relationship <laughs> i mean i say that as i have you went to college I, for again two yeah i was gonna <laughs> hold on a second here Hold on a second here. What? Who are we really fooling? Who are we really fooling? I just, I think for me, like product fatigue has impacted me by its, like I've changed the way that I consume content now. Mm -hmm. I gravitate towards stories with closed loops or content by the nature of how it's produced comes to be slower like books. Like I'm obsessed with the freaking Court of Thorns and Roses books but a book just came out last year and we're not going to get another one for another year or two. There's apparently a TV show in the works, but I'm probably not going to watch it because I don't care. And like, (laughs) so I've Honestly, like the most, that's one of the most liberating things you could really say as a consumer is that I I don't care about this. I feel like my attitude of I don't care has come trial by fire through the <laughs> mm-hmm. art of gatekeeping and i can speak specifically to star wars on this one because i tried so hard in my younger stupider years to try and be good enough and like a good enough star wars fan in order to feel like i'm allowed to operate in like fandom circles until one of my close friends which like I don't I haven't ever told them this story so I won't I won't give any information about this person away but sure. we were talking about the sequel trilogy and how this person absolutely hates them I enjoyed the first two of them the third one's kind of a train wreck but it is it is what it is at this yeah. point and that person the person I was talking to was like it's ultimate cardinal sin was like killing han solo and I made a joke of like, oh, fuck that guy. Han Solo sucks. I hate that guy. <laughs> and like how you're not even a real Star Wars fan if you don't like Han Solo. And in the moment, there was that just like, oh, God, we've done it again by like having an opinion. It makes us a bad fan. And then I thought and then I sat with that feeling for a few minutes. And then I went, just wait till you he- hear about how I feel about Yoda. Fuck Yoda. Hate that little green bastard. He's the worst. <laughs> And they're like, how can you even say that when your favorite character is Kylo Ren? I'm like, I never said he was a good character. He's just my favorite. <laughs> He's <laughs> a like, stinky He's a little shit bitch man. baby. And I'm like, I know. And I love him. <laughs> like, once, once I kind of went through that trial of like, no matter what I do, I'm going to be a shitty, not real fake fan to somebody. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, I don't care. Like, I liked the Marvel movies because Loki is the single greatest, like, God, I would die just to, like, be in the same room as Loki Laufey-son. Same with, like, old, like, Tony Stark. Like, I would let Tony Stark punch me in the fucking mouth. <laughs> and I'd say, thank you, Mr. Stark, as I'm, I'm picking up my teeth off the floor. Like, And he would. And he would. He would do it. And, like, if that makes me, like, a loser, lame Marvel fan, then, like, I don't care. As you can tell, Infinity War and Endgame were really rough periods of time for me. And I think that's what made me step away. I'm like, cool, my two favorite characters are gone. You know what, uh, and like, you know what ruined deuces. the first Star Wars? The, I liked Force Awakened because I liked the road that they started. Mm-hmm. And then Last mm-hmm. Jedi came out and it was obvious that the directors and the writers didn't talk to each other about what the end goal of the new trilogy was. So they kind of had mm-hmm. to hodgepodge it together so that one kind of gave me like a weird feeling because i was like they're kind of it's not going the way that i thought it was going but the absolute point that ruined the third movie for me was finding out that palpatine fucks (laughs) (laughs) once that hit i was like i'm out (laughs) here's i know this is like diverting for product fatigue but i promise this is relevant yeah I am of, I like when, if someone were to hold a gun to my head right now and said, save your favorite Star Wars movie, I would say unabashedly The Last Jedi. And that is a very controversial opinion to have. And I would get such shit from people I thought were my friends about, they're like, you just like that because there's like shirtless Kylo Ren in it. And I was like, no. Right. That is, that is, that is a factor. The man but has his belt pulled up to his belly button. <laughs> like, it's not a cute look. <laughs> but for me, that movie felt like the closest thing to like how I felt watching Star Wars as a kid. Like this odd molding of like the Old campy space adventure of the original three. Yeah. And the like soap opera in space of the next three, the prequels or whatever. And I don't care. And here's, like, that movie, Ryan Johnson, who I will defend to the death, I think he, like, I liked Force Awakens too, but I think that J.J. Abrams is overall, like, not my favorite director. And he kind of, like, had, like, a bunch of tiddlywinks on the ground of, like, here's all these things we could do. And then Ryan Johnson saw it, was like, okay, yeah, let me organize it because no one gave me any direction, so I'm just going to do what I can. And then when J.J. Abrams came back, he, like, messed up all the tiddlywinks again, but here we are, whatever. One of Ryan Johnson's major influences for The Last Jedi was, apparently this is on record, but don't quote me for it, Pride and Prejudice. What is Haley's <laughs> it ties favorite back. movie it ties in the back. whole world? <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. And you're going to look at me and be like, why is The Last Jedi your favorite Star Wars movie? Because it's Pride and Prejudice in space. And once I started getting like, people that I liked telling me that I was a garbage Star Wars fan, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just lean into it. I'm a garbage Star Wars fan, and I'm going to be garbage because, like, I don't care about Clone Wars. <laughs> I don't care about Solo. I hated Rogue One. You could put me on the record for it. I thought that was the worst Star Wars movie that's ever been made, ever, because well, it wasn't a, a Star podcast. Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is you are being put on record. <laughs> I'm not, like... You can put it into the federal record. Put it on my permanent record. That Rogue One, I think Rogue One is a trash film. And you can How many, fight uh, about it. Permanent record. How many episodes like, do you think it's going to take before we get put into the Library of Congress for being culturally significant? <laughs> I don't I just, whatever. And I have deliberately chosen to no longer participate in the stupid, like, deluge of star wars stuff like if i want to watch it i'm gonna watch it if i'm if i don't i'm not and you're not gonna make me feel bad about it anymore if i can survive having the last jedi be my favorite star wars movie <laughs> i can survive this stupid phantom <laughs> yeah, sorry is, my tirade I is think, over <laughs> well see the thing is be, i think that's something that's going to be happening though i think that star wars fatigue is going to be like the next thing. I know a lot of people have Marvel fatigue now, even though we had, I think, like a year and a half of nothing after Endgame for the most part. Um, 
I think it's now going Black to... Black Widow. What do you mean? Yeah, we did have Black there Widow. There was Black uh, Widow. That's a joke. There was... But that's what, that came out. all the TV that didn't go to shows. Theaters. Yeah, but all I think those TV. all... I think all of those were like a year after Endgame. I think there was actually like a break between Endgame and uh, current things. But I think Star Wars... To be Wars fair, after Endgame be... was a literal pandemic. Yeah, I think Star I... Wars is going to be that next thing, though, because how Mandalorian and Boba Fett feel tying into like the old cartoons and everything... It feels like they're setting the stage for the Avenger style series build up to something, which I think may be Thrawn. So it I feel like because the thing is John Favreau is heavily involved with the Star Wars properties now. And he's did Iron Man. He started that. So I think he, they're having him recreate that scenario for Star Wars now rather than Marvel. Just keep Joss Whedon out of it. Oops, sorry. No, he can stay out. No, no, you're right. You should say it. <laughs> I, I oh, no, continue. I, you're right. You should say it. No, I just, I don't know if this is just because I'm like, I'm turning 30, but I'm like, I'm too old to have to care about so many things for what I do in my free time. <laughs> like, it used to be like, the biggest exciting part of, like, when I went and saw episode three, I looked forward to it for, like, months. When they announced it, I was like, oh, the next movie! And now they're like, here's seven TV shows! And I'm like... <laughs> yeah, like, what's down the line? It's, a, uh, it's like, Boba Fett just finished. I think it's, like, we have Kenobi. Uh, there's a show for uh, Cassie and Andor from Rogue One, like prior to Rogue One. Um, oh my fucking god! There's why? probably there's a show called The Alkalite, which I think is going to be focused on like a, a Sith Jedi. I think Ahsoka is getting her own show. So it's like here's okay, all these here's all these shows that are probably going to Avengers together into a single thing. <laughs> do you, do you want to know why? It's because. They're all owned by Disney. I'm just gonna fucking say the name. I don't give a shit. What are they gonna do? Oh, no. Come Big after Daddy me? Disney. Big Daddy Disney. It's and uh, the thing is, but, I think it is just Disney and their practices because they picked mm-hmm. up Fox. Uh, we know that they bought out Fox and everything. The moment they got the rights from Fox and all their properties, Disney was like, "Marvel, make us an Aliens comic." And then they're like, "Hey, we're going to put an Aliens TV show on Fox." It's like they're now having these Aliens properties come out. They're just using their franchises to just, I guess, flood every form of uh, media just to keep it relevant to a degree. Um, I think there's also something to be said about, like, buckshot. Like, you know, just fire a bunch of different things and see what sticks. What's the, uh, it's like Todd Howard banning people in uh, Fallout 76 in that one video. He just puts on the blindfold and cocks a shotgun. <laughs> just... <laughs> I think I've shared that picture with you guys. Just the Todd Howard yes. in the uh, in the suit with the shotgun. It's like this is how he bans people. He just fires <laughs> randomly. Speaking speaking of video games, like I know we've talked heavily about like films and TV, but we yeah. started talking mm-hmm. with like Magic: The Gathering. Is there a sort of product fatigue in any sort of like major gaming franchise where besides like where it feels like every year there's a new this game or like every year there's the a new main. This? the flagship games for companies every year a call of duty every year a battlefield every year a new madden a new wrestling game a new nba game and it's like minimal changes it's stuff that they can just release a patch to to change it but um i think the biggest culprit the biggest culprit is probably the live service games the ones that you play and it's like hey every few months we're going to drop new content just keep playing that kind of uh that kind of stuff I think is where the real fatigue comes in because you're like oh I'm I have to play this game all the time because they just put out new content so if I want to play this other live service game I have to figure out like which to focus less on kind of thing because it's like hey these both these games are just getting constant streams of content a lot of the time like well, with me Did you mean gotcha De- games like me it's destiny is destiny too it's Every three months, there's a new season, which means new content, new activities. And then every year, there's a new big expansion. So it's like, it just keeps me... Every week, they're like, hey, here's a new thing. Here's a rotation of events and stuff. So it's like, keep playing, keep playing. 
And in, even now, it's like, I'm two weeks until the next big expansion comes out. I finished everything that I wanted to finish, so I'm just like, I'm walking away from this game for two weeks. <laughs> there's there's a liberation in just, like, drawing a line for yourself, where it's like, I can enjoy this piece of content or media or story or whatever without having to do all of these extra steps. And I think I've gone really drastically in that direction because I've just decided to, like, I watched Shang-Chi because it's great. I wanted to support that film. And it didn't feel like a Marvel movie until, like, the very end that I'm like, oh, damn it, I am watching a stupid Marvel movie. <laughs> but <laughs> it, was, it was going yep. so good until that giant fucking dragon thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Here we are in the Marvel film. Ah. <laughs> just... Ah, but there it is. Just the it like, is. It's, it's just the finger snap is Feige again. <laughs> but like, I was able to watch that film without needing any any prerequisites for it. Like, I feel like I'm in fucking college half the time trying to watch a Star Wars or a Marvel. It's like, oh, in order to take fucking uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, you need the following prerequisites. And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not but, trying to sign up for Orgo 2 Lab. Like, no, I'm trying to give you money to watch a movie. Now I'm going to give my money to somebody else where it's like, cool, I can be in and out in two hours with a completed story and yeah. move on with my freaking life. Shang-Chi, I think, was a refreshing difference because it was so standalone from everything else. Like, they re they had references to other movies, but you didn't need to. It didn't do anything to affect the plot at all. It was. Mm -hmm. The movie drove itself forward. It's very self-contained. And I'm hoping uh future shows do that. Like we're getting uh we're getting Moon Knight, who is going to be pretty disconnected from everything else because he's not involved with uh everything, at least from what we know. What and then, about violence, there's still gonna be some kind of like oh, it's, violence it's, in that show. Yeah, it's it's so he's a very brutal superhero. So they're really? going to try to keep that. But then you have stuff. Uh, it's because he has mental you're, illness. That's then what you're going to have do. stuff. Then you're no, he doesn't have. It's not it, okay. It is mental illness. It's a dissociative identity disorder, where he's mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the but then you get a show. You get a show like that, who's a standalone hero. But then you have a show like Iron Wars, which is coming out, which focuses on Rhodey. And it's like mm -hmm. okay, so you have to understand the Iron Man movies. You have to understand what happened in. Spider-Man No Way Home when they confiscated all of Stark's, you know, stuff. It's like you have to have these pieces of previous movies to kind of set the plot up for what's going on in these newer shows. Like you can't watch Falcon into Winter Soldier by itself. Like you have to kind of understand the context going into it. Why he has a shield, you know, why it's important to him. So they mention it offhand in the series, but you're like three episodes in at that point. Yeah, it's like the third episode. They really give you like a rundown of stuff for people who came in late. But it's like. I want more shows that don't have to do the homework. It's cool if that character comes back later, but it's like if that character's entire story is based on the events of three preceding movies. It's going to be difficult to get people to watch it, or at least to appreciate and understand it, you know? You were saying they're making a show starring Rhodey. Yeah. My question is, who has watched even just the Marvel movies to date mm -hmm. and said, you know what I'd like? A whole TV series about Rhodey. I what like, I think they're doing is I think they're getting the most out of the actors while they can still play the roles. Um, and as long as those actors, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying if the actors like like the role, good for them. If they if Don Cheadle wants to play Rhodey until the day he dies, let the man like he if he loves that character. Uh, but it's definitely like for him, we have these supporting characters. They have so we Let's see how they're reacting to things. Let's see how Rhodey's life is after Tony's gone. You know, let's see how that all is going to. So, like, they have all these things that they can keep building on, and that's what they're doing. They just keep building. They don't stop and level it out and then, you know, start over. They just keep packing stuff onto each other. 
because then from yes. Iron Wars and to Iron Wars and Iron Man, you have the show Ironheart about the girl who is inspired by Tony Stark to make her own suit. So it's, it's I like these, that one. That one's interesting. And it, and things. I hope she's a young Avenger. Like I really hope they're building towards young Avengers with all like the teen heroes. But again, that's the thing. You're going to have to watch all these other things to understand young Avengers. It's just this, it's a self-fulfilling, like it's self-fulfilling cycle of we're going to make this thing to introduce a new concept, but that concept's going to have to be built on top of other past stuff. And then it's just continually it's going and going and going. Jerk. It's at some point it's going to be an Ouroboros just yeah. eats itself because it can't. Yeah, I can't eat anything else. But uh, <sighs> I know, I know. I think to close off, yeah, I think to close off this, um, I, I want to say, uh, just watch what you want to watch. Don't don't feel compelled. Don't feel gate kept by somebody else to be like, yeah, I have to watch all of these things. If you want to consume all that media, go for it. Love you for it. Have fun. Come back in like six months and tell me what you thought. The easiest thing to do is actually to find a like 15 minute video on YouTube that will just run it down for you before you go and watch it. <laughs> yes. Shout you'll out find, to Comic Storian. Yeah, you'll find people on YouTube. It's like, here's the entire MCU in 15 minutes. <laughs> so I I got Comic Storian. I've got Comics Explained. I've got all these people who will tell me uh, the major comic arcs so I can prepare myself for all of these movies. I'm I'm good to go. I don't. And, uh, I don't need to watch every single series. If that, uh, if that mad lad who did the entire MCU scene by scene in chronological order is suffering right now because of the Fox edition, I feel for you. But I really hope you finish that project too. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, Godspeed, my dude. You're doing. You're doing the Lord's work. And if you're like me, um, where like. There's too much, like there's too much homework to even just like continue to exist in whatever space. Like it can, like the things that you've already you already like can continue to bring you joy without you having to keep going. Like I will love watching Thor Ragnarok and like all the Iron Man movies and like all the MCU movies that I like watched back in the past. But not keeping up with that rat race has allowed me to explore new storytellers and new perspectives on and like yeah. new types of content that have brought me just as much, if not more joy than the things that I had been enjoying for the like earlier parts of my life. So like, don't feel like you have to just keep riding the star Wars, MCU, magic, the gathering, whatever train be, if it no longer serves you. So there's so if much content in the it, world, do whatever you want. If it doesn't bring joy, but out of your life, Recondo that bitch. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> Same I love you, Haley. I'm gonna miss you this month. I'm All right, miss you well, guys. It's gonna suck. I guess. I guess that is a good place for us to call it for this episode. Uh, Recondo that shit. That's the episode. So, thank you all uh, for joining us on this episode of the Without Context podcast, Haley. It has been a great 25 episode streak. We're going to miss you for the next few episodes, but. Like we keep saying, the bonobos will be steering the ship, and we will all get I'm this done. I'm excited to have new perspectives on here and topics. Yeah. and uh, that's thing. I'm we're putting a list together of guests that we want to get onto the show. Uh, I have friends that are fellow content creators. Uh, Deca has friends that are fellow content creators, or people who are in positions in uh, the gaming industry. Uh, we have, you know, some female streamers that I would like to get in here to have a perspective on uh, sit and talk with them about, you know, that side of it. Cause as male, as male streamers and content creators, you know, we face completely different sets of criticism all the time. And it's just interesting to see, you know, both sides of things, but uh, we're definitely going to find time and find people to uh, fill the space without you while you're gone. And you can finally Much have like the, MCU, the show must go on. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> She's gonna come back married. No, that's not true. Oh, no, uh, that's not true. I will be this coming is, this back. This is the pre-married stuff. Oh, this, this is, the is getting stuff. stuff together. I'll be taking another break in May, and then at that point, I will be coming back 
married. I will be coming back probably in desperate need of therapy, but we'll be here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll be here for you. I can't provide therapy, but I can provide catharsis, and that's close enough. We are not licensed in any way, shape, or form. Uh, unless you count this piece of no, paper. No, go get I therapy. Unless you Please get help. a piece of paper that I wrote, I'm a therapist on. Without <laughs> <So. laughs> context podcast. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. Uh, as always, our links and everything are in the description, uh, both on YouTube and on Spotify. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, please follow, please share it. We would definitely like to get those numbers up. If you're watching on YouTube, you know, like, comment, uh, share, uh, subscribe if you're not. I don't know why you would keep following this channel if you weren't subscribed. That seems kind of weird. But... A little weird. So because we only so upload sus. one, we only want to upload one episode a week. So it's not like we're flooding your like notification box. We are not Disney. We are not Disney. We're not going to. We're not going to hit you with product fatigue yet. <laughs> so yet, give it time. But as always, I am Sharky Head, joined by Decavolti and Anxiety Lasagna. And uh, at least Deck and I will see you all next week. So, goodbye, everybody. Need a bit. Bye. <laughs>